0: We have remembered this week the D-Day landings, the Allied invasion of Normandy, the biggest air and naval operation of all time that came with massive loss of life, over 2,700 British personnel lost in the first 24 hours alone. It secured peace for the lifetime, our lifetime in Europe. And we've remembered not to glorify war, but to honour those who gave their lives for the freedom and the hope that we now have. And in the hope that this generation and the next We'll not make the same mistakes. And today as we come to Pentecost Sunday, we remember another event. 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit being poured out on all people. It cost one person, Jesus, everything to get to this point His his sacrifice and the subsequent gift of His Holy Spirit transformed everything. A fearful group of people were transformed into bold witnesses. An uneducated group spoke to every language and nation and they understood. Men and women... Old and young, slave and master, everyone was included. The poor were cared for, the widows and the helpless were included and fed. People heard the fresh word of God. Culture was renewed and society was transformed. Pentecost was the work of the Holy Spirit in each individual and in the community for the transformation of society. God was really dwelling in people, living from the inside out and everything changed for a generation. But if today is just about remembering something that happened a long time ago, then we've learned nothing. You see, Pentecost was not a moment in history to be remembered, but it is a continuous lifestyle of following and being refilled by the Holy Spirit. There are all these little things that we now have to remember because um, the government tells us so and the health watchdog has decreed it, whether it's the amount of wine we're not supposed to drink or the number of glasses of water that we are supposed to drink. Apparently eight glasses of water is the recommended amount, which always confuses me because I'm like, well, how big is the glass? If it's the ones I serve my children with dinner, then it's about 300 milliliters. But actually, we've also got some pint glasses in the fridge, in, in the cupboard, and that's an awful lot more water. But I'm sure I'd never hear any of you say, well, I don't need to drink water today because I had my eight glasses yesterday. Or don't worry... I don't need to drink my eight glasses of water because my friend's really keen on that. Water's essential for our survival and our well-being. And the Holy Spirit is essential for the survival and the well-being of the followers of Jesus. When was the last time? that you drank really deeply of the Holy Spirit. Drinking is a wonderful image as we talk about the Holy Spirit but you know it's also not big enough because there are other images in Scripture. The one in Ezekiel of us being drenched in a river. We're supposed to jump in and be out of our depth and swept to wherever the Holy Spirit takes us. Or even of having a heart transplant, as Diane read for us earlier. In Joel, it says that the Holy Spirit is being poured out poured out upon all people that's a lot of pouring out the Holy Spirit as he's given is generous and continuous it's not really a question of us reaching out to take a drink but more getting under the continual stream the continual outpouring of the Holy Spirit from God the Father When did you last stand under the river of His Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit was foretold by the prophets. In Ezekiel, that reading that we had, God will do the work. God will do the work of cleansing us and making us new. He will sprinkle us, just lightly dusted, and make us clean and give us new hearts transformed from the inside out in Joel everyone is included and folks there is no upper age limit none none of you get off the hook and there's no amount of retirement or frailty or anxiety that gets you off the hook you're all in just as I am And if you can't get out of the chair, don't worry, Joel includes you too, because you can dream dreams filled with the Holy Spirit. Young and old, rich and poor, foretold by the prophets, promised by Jesus, the Comforter, the Helper, the Spirit of Truth. The one in who we go into co-mission with. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. Receive the Holy Spirit. We have a purpose. We get to partner with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, in bringing people to God the Father but we also get to seek first the kingdom of God. You see, this is more than just leading other people to a moment of decision, although those moments are important. This is about the transformation of a culture and a society. He's calling us to something huge. We get to be culture setters. The street that you live on, You are the one that sets the culture, the kingdom culture of Jesus. We've been blessed to be a blessing. The Holy Spirit is also working in you to equip you to be a witness. But also people that will transform society. culture tries to push Christians to the margins but you know we need more Christians in business we need more Christians full of the Holy Spirit in politics in schools in hospitals in banks in Tesco's every place where there's people we need Christians full of the Holy Spirit bringing his kingdom life his kingdom thinking in those places in the ordinary and in the extraordinary People to be alongside. People to think kingdom thoughts and take on some of society's biggest challenges. So that the marginalized are not left hungry on the streets. We have a kingdom culture to bring. But it's not an intellectual exercise. It's an exercise that means that we need to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. When did you last take a drink? Jesus says to his disciples... Just before He ascends, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You will be my witnesses. Not witnesses to a remembered event. Yes, history. History where Jesus died on a cross and defeated sin, where He took the punishment for sin on our behalf. Yes, history where he was raised from the dead, the firstborn so that we could live. But this is not a reenactment. This is a present reality. Do you want to be drenched with his spirit? Soaked. Soaked with his spirit. So that people stop you on the street and say, what happened to you? Witnesses to a present reality, not just a historical event. I'm back on um, reading... I'm a bearer of little brain you know my my Bible reading I'm I'm back on just reading Romans chapter 8 again last time I did it I read it for at least six months I think I don't know how long I'll be reading it again this time Romans 8 each day and the verse that jumped out at me at the beginning of this week was Romans chapter 8 verse 10 and in the New Living Translation it it says this the Spirit lives in you because you have been made right with God because you've been made righteous God does all the work of making us fit to be a dwelling place in which he lives he makes us right so that he can come and live in us. Even more than that, we're not slaves of an overbearing master, but we are sons and daughters adopted into his family. In fact, more than that, every single one of you are sons. Let's not be too politically correct about it. You're all sons. Why? Because in the ancient world, sons were the heirs. And every single one of you are heirs to God. Yes, sons and daughters. But let's not forget the sons. Because each one of you are heirs. Heirs of God the Father and co-heirs. Co-heirs with Christ. In Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 it says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. But actually the NIV translation is a little bit clumsy. What it means is be continuously filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I want to come into land with a simple verse from Isaiah 55, and I hope that you'll forgive the vicar for being over enthusiastic this morning. But I think this is quite important. Isaiah 55 simply says this. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. You who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money, without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen. Listen to me and eat what is good. And you will delight. In the richest affair.